Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all of my baggage droppers around the world, welcome to another episode of the Drop Your Baggage Podcast, where we talk to people that are dope, that can bring you hope, and show you a technique that can help you cope. I am your host, the self-talk engineer, Charles Wolfork. If you are here, right here, right now, allowing us to be a blessing, please consider hitting the like and subscribe button. And also, if you're on a podcast platform, give a brother five stars and some feedback and putting some content out there. For you guys enjoy me give, you know, i mean give me some big ups but who i would like to give big ups to right here right now is my amazing guest dante washington now dante is from philadelphia he's a real this guy is just everything he's a look at listen to this real estate agent <laughs> photographer and investor you guys but also most of all he's a loving man that has a fiance that he's about to marry and a father of a beautiful daughter with more one more on the way ladies and gentlemen i bring to you Dante Washington what's up Dante <laughs> hey what's up my man how uh, are you how are you you got it boss you got it man dog thank you so much for being on the podcast today my pleasure, brother. My pleasure. And you are just a hustler's hustler. So, like, <laughs> like now, no, ever since the like the, the like, I don't know if your the photo booth was your first. Um, please tell people your story, and let's just get into okay. it. All right, yeah. So, my first, if we're gonna talk about my first hustle, as far as I can remember, I would say selling waters. Selling waters was probably my first ever hustle. Mm-hmm. Um, my father kind of brought it to my attention. He was like, you know, you want to make some extra money. I couldn't get my uh, work permit, your working permit, you know, at a certain age, your work permit. I couldn't get it yet. He was like, but you can make some money, you know, don't let nobody stop you from making some money. So he said, you know, you want to sell some waters. You can go right out here. I'll buy the pack. You go out, you sell them and you will make enough to buy more waters. And then, you know, you keep your profit. I'll tell, let you know what your profit is going to be. He said, I'll let you know what your profit is going to be at the end. So in my head, I'm just hyped up. I didn't even think like he's kind of letting me know what my profit is going to be after I sell the waters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just went and did it. But he wound up giving me all the profit. And oh. then, you know, from there it was, you know, reading up on the waters. Um, but yeah, one of my biggest lessons from that was really just I seen how enthused I was every morning to, mm-hmm. to go out and do it mm-hmm. and really the commitment to it you know just committing to it and just doing it and not stopping until I was done it was something in my head that was like I can't stop doing mm-hmm. it I can't stop until the waters is finished if I stop and I and I go back home with these waters it's like I gave up mm-hmm. so I don't know I don't even know what that was but in my head it was like I'm out here you know even when nobody's buying them I'm just walking <laughs> same routine with the waters and, and until until they were done, you know, wow. I was out there for hours sometimes, and my friends would just give up on me. I had my friends with me; they would just give up. <laughs> but yeah, oh my god, I never even thought about that. I never even thought about that. But yeah, that's so, so awesome. So like you selling these, so you had an internal drive within you ASAP. Like first and foremost, you had just something within you. Like there's no quit, there's no stopping. I got to keep going. And how did you sell the waters? Did you go door to door or did you have a corner? I had a corner um, mm. and it was a pretty cool intersection. I don't. I, I wish I could remember how old I was. I was younger than 13. I know that I wasn't 13. I was like, I don't know why 13 is in my head, but I know I was like younger than that. Mm-hmm. But we were out here selling these waters and it was a corner, you know, nice traffic flow. Mm-hmm. And that's how I started to notice the times that people were getting off work because it would get busier. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, before that, it would be slow. So I just kind of started realizing that. And then 
my friends were noticing like you had the busy corner so how about we switch <laughs> and i'm like i'm like all right we can switch you know like because i didn't want them to quit so i'm like all right we'll switch i'll let you have this corner and i'll take that one and yeah. it was slower but mm -hmm. still even though it was slower i still stayed committed to wherever i was stationed at that day i still mm -hmm. kept going with it to the point where even when they had the busy corner they still would quit so i still wound up getting busy corner so mm -hmm. either way i stuck it out until it all made sense wow <laughs> wow so that was your first business you get into that and then what came next after the waters um the waters were just like a summertime thing so mm -hmm. other than that, I was really like in school, so I wasn't doing too much. After that, I do remember I wound up getting a job like towards the end of high school. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I don't I want to say my junior year and then definitely for my whole senior year I was working. But mm -hmm. I might have got the job, you know, around my junior. And then before that, it was these armbands that they have like sands on them, mm -hmm. like the, 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 the little bands. Mm -hmm. When they first came out, I think this is when they first came out, mm -hmm. you know. I'm not trying to show my age, but I think that's when they first came out. <laughs> but um, I wind up coming to school. I had like a wholesale place that sold them. Because mm -hmm. again, my dad, my mother, they were like hustlers too. Mm -hmm. they, my dad used to sell t-shirts. He used to sell socks, all type <laughs> of stuff. My mom sold like jewelry, costume jewelry, stuff wow. like that. Yeah. And my mom also wound up having a daycare. Like she had her own business. My dad has his own business now. I have my own business. So it kind of naturally happened like that. But mm -hmm. then they always had like these wholesale licenses where they would go in like little wholesale stores and get the stuff that they needed. And they showed me the um the armbands. Mm -hmm. It was like, you know, people would like these. Now, even though I could do it, like I had the, the entrepreneurial bug. Mm -hmm. Like I had a bug in me like for business or like for hustling. Yeah. But I still was kind of, I still was kind of shy in mm -hmm. a sense though. I still didn't want to like come to school and be like, hey, I'm the guy with the band, you know? So <laughs> like how it happened was pretty weird. Like I, I was in class. I was always cool with my, you know, I had a lot of friends and stuff. I was cool with everybody, mm -hmm. but I had, um, I had it in my pocket like the whole day and I was mm -hmm. waiting. I ain't even say nothing about it. And something random happened where I pulled them out and they seen them and they just was like, oh, let me get one. Let me get one. I'm like, oh, two dollars, two dollars a piece. And they were giving it up like to the point where I probably sold out in like literally like it, it wasn't more than five minutes. It wasn't Yo. more than five minutes because they were on it. Mm. And I didn't expect a reaction like that. It was weird because, again, like fear had me holding them in my pocket all mm -hmm. day because I didn't want to be the guy. Like, I, wasn't, I didn't want all the attention on me. Like I had these bands. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of kept them in my pocket. But when I pulled them out, they swarmed me. They swarmed me for them things. Wow. And, and, I, and I sold them in a minute. That was, I must say, like the second thing that I remember, you know, that was pretty, you know, a pretty big deal for me. Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> so did you, so you did, yeah. did you re-up on that and keep coming back to school with them? I did. And then it kind of died out. So that was always the point where it would be hard for me to navigate mm -hmm. because I did come back with them. Mm -hmm. them, but then it wasn't as popular no more. Right. So, and I wasn't the person like, all right, that worked. What's the next thing I can get? I didn't think like that at the time. I was just like, that died out. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. Back to working. You know, mm -hmm. I, I wound up getting a job and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So the same determined with my job, any job I ever had was the same determination, you right. know, showing right. up on time, hard worker, same attitude, but I just never made that transition back then. Mm -hmm. well, uh, so, you know, you got in one business, now you're back to working. And, and then what happened? So then uh, what happened after that? After working, I, I did start going to like car auctions in high mm -hmm. school. Mm -hmm. I started, I got introduced to car auctions. 
Um, and I never, I never flipped the, well, actually I did. I sold my first car um, to somebody in my school. I bought my first car and I wound up selling it right before I went to college. Oh, wow. So that was the first time I had like a, a stack of cash on me. Like from working, I would get like, you know, money from working, mm-hmm. but I sold my car right before I went to college. And this guy, he would see me come to school with the car every day. You know, he thought it was cool. Like I thought it was, you know, mm-hmm. but when he told me how much he would give me for it, I didn't expect him to say yeah. So I think I bought the car for like $900 and I wound up selling it for like 1100 So Ooh. he wound up coming. He was saving up his money to buy the car, mm-hmm. but I had it for months. I had it for a while. And then I wound up selling it to him. And then it was coming to the summertime and I was on my way to college anyway. So I just kind of left where it was at. Again, it didn't hit me to say start flipping cars or yeah. get some profit off of cars. It, it never really connected, but it was those little things that I always remember, you know, those little things in my journey to where, you know, when you fast forward, a lot of the things I do now has to do with that. Those that's, things that's crazy i mean it's just a foundation i mean all the way from selling waters that's a that's a foundation that you have in it keep going man like uh you you went to college graduated from uh from indiana university of pennsylvania uh and you got your degree in communications yeah. media yeah and so you wanted to be a photographer so i wanted to be on television um mm. communications media was more so trying to do like i wasn't sure if i wanted to do like the news anchor thing bet like those type of things mm-hmm. um more so entertainment that was more so my push for communications media got you got you so you started production you started your own production company doing promotional yes. and music videos tell us about that yeah so me and one of my best friends um we started it in college it was called brocom studios uh-huh. um and we that's when we were, that's when I really got into the, to the cameras, you know, mm. photography, video. Um, that's when I really got into that stuff. And then even in college, I was, I was part of the radio station, the, t- the news station. I did mm. all that stuff. I was an anchor. I was doing all that stuff on TV. Yeah. Um, so I did all aspects of it in college. So, and it's weird because in college you, you get two GPAs, you get your major GPA and your regular GPA. Mm-hmm. My regular GPA was like a 2.8. <laughs> but my major GPA was like a 3.9 yeah. you know, when it came to because <laughs> all that stuff was was natural to me. Mm-hmm. All that stuff was natural. Like I would come into classes where script writing or certain things, yeah. and I would do the project on the spot in mm-hmm. wow. because it was so natural. Mm-hmm. So, and it was weird because I, I would have chemistry classes where I would struggle yeah. and, and people would come in there and notice all the top of their head. Yeah. And if I got me and this person was in the same class in communications and communications yeah. media, yeah. you know, they might struggle. But for me, it's like, this is a no brainer. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this isn't even, this is nothing. I'm going to think of this right now. Yeah. It would be a whole project, but, but stuff like that just showed me like where my natural abilities were, like, you mm-hmm. know, what I was really capable of with certain things. And I kind of just went for that. So me and my friend, um, we started shooting music videos for people um uh, doing photo shoots we started we started on a lot of that stuff he was always into the cameras and stuff Mm -hmm. i was always more so an on-camera person Mm -hmm. but then i started learning the the behind the scenes part and you know as an artist and as a creative you really naturally can learn those sides too like some of the stuff can get a little technical Mm -hmm. but it's really once you got an eye for it it, it's pretty much all falls into place pretty much all the same pretty natural i love it i love it so you're 
So when you started your first official company, so yeah, this was your first company. What were some of the like the foundational things that you have been taking from all of these experiences and now mm -hmm. invested into this company? Honestly, the, in, into this company, to be transparent, it, it wasn't a lot of my past experiences um, helped me with this particular company. Mm -hmm. I want to say from from as I think about it, you know, I don't really think because this was a whole new ball game for me. So mm -hmm. I was more so of a student on the technical side, mm -hmm. but I was always good with like working with people. Mm -hmm. So being a people's person. Mm -hmm. So if anything, some of my experience just through life, you know, from working jobs, being in school, um, those experiences helped me with this business. But my past experiences really couldn't help me with too much of the technical side of learning how to work a camera, learning how to do certain things. So it never really, it, at that time, that didn't really help. My experiences really didn't help a lot, but um, it, it definitely was helping me in school, you mm -hmm. know, as I was doing stuff in school and, you know, different things, different projects. Again, like I said, because I was hands on with it outside of class, yeah. it was not true when I was in class. 100%. And the, yeah, I would agree. Like my first job was being a caddy. Um, and when I okay. became, like, so as I was younger, uh, me being a caddy, I, I had to gain rapport with people. Um, I had yes. to learn the rules of the game. I also yes. had to be able to know the etiquette of, of golf and everything. So, you know, I, I had to work my, around the uh, my way around the space. It's the same thing with entrepreneurship, yep. um, gaining rapport, knowing how to work around the space, um, and also just being able to, to bring as much value as you can uh, within Very that true. space as well. So it's like, you know, um, different things that they, it's different. It's a, it's always a reason why the universe unfolds for you to go through any type of experience. Yes. You know, so like Agreed. <laughs> you go, you go through high school and you have these different jobs and now, you know, you use utilizing those skills that you those people skills that you uh, have true. from, from those uh, jobs now creating jobs, if you will, <laughs> with your own yep. company, with your own company. And so then, I mean, as you're into that, you're also got into real estate as well. So what, like, yo, dog, you are just, <laughs> you, you like to explore everything, bro. Like, I love it. You got such a, a hustlers, like what, what, where did that come from though? That drive and, and just that, that ambition to be more curious, to see what else you can do and how, how else you can make money and be a service to somebody. Um, I want to say it's pretty natural. Yeah. Um, far as just who I am wanting to explore and, and do different things. Like even college wise, a lot of my friends were going to local colleges. Mm -hmm. My college was NPA. I'm from Philly. My college yeah. was NPA, but it was like six hours away from Philly. Because mm -hmm. in my head, I wanted to go away to college. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to have a different experience. I wanted to be able to be away, be on campus. And my, I always wanted, I always dreamed of stuff like that. So anything mm -hmm. in my head that I dream of, it's hard for me to let it go. I mm -hmm. can't just say, this is reality. So that thing that doesn't exist, mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes that's a gift and a curse because I'm stubborn about it. So mm -hmm. I won't really stop until I see it. And as a kid, you know, watching movies and my mom used to like buy me different type of movies, not just the average movies that my whole neighborhood is watching. She used mm -hmm. to open my mind up to college movies and you know, and some stuff I don't think she realized was in the movie, like uh, American Pie, stuff like that. Like, I don't think she, <laughs> I don't think she realized everything that was going on. Yeah. She just wanted me to open my mind up to not like the average movies. Like, you know, a lot of people watch, we're watching Friday and 
um, Minister Society. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of that stuff was typical in my neighborhood, but she also wanted my mind to be open to different things. Mm. So as I would watch these things, my imagination grew. Mm-hmm. So I would think of like different things that I wanted to do based on these movies and these different television shows and stuff like that I would watch. Yeah. So that that's where my real imagination would, would grow. So when it came to college, I knew I wanted to go away. I wanted yeah. to be on a college campus. Mm-hmm. And it was weird because when I got like junior, senior year and I had like this big house on campus, mm-hmm. we had like this like, I ain't gonna say it's big, but it was like one of those, the nicest houses in our college. Mm-hmm. And Going like college parties. Mm-hmm. These were all visions I had mm-hmm. as, a, as a kid. You know, yeah. like college parties and stuff like that. So yeah. you know, it was it was a great experience. But I want to say a lot of stuff was natural mm-hmm. as far as the hustle. But then at the same time, you know, my imagination grew the more I did things. Wow did you have Did you ever have like a mentor? The ambition would grow? But I, a lot of it came from my parents too. Did, did um, you have? Not more, more so my parents were my mentors. Um, as I got older into into real estate, that's mm-hmm. when I got like a mentor business wise, real estate stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But beforehand, no, never really mentors, just big cousins and, and my parents really. Oh wow. Wow. So you you're you're doing a lot of this uh from the guidance of your parents, which is sometimes unheard of, you know. It's like I mean yeah, you know. To, that's a special breed of parenting right there like shout out to your Absolutely. parents for for your parents like wanted you to not just see where what your environment had in store for you but also what else was, was there around the world and and also shout out to you for wanting something different as well because yo it's so easy to like i grew up in cincinnati it's so, it's so easy for you to like to go to uc or mount st joe or some of these other colleges you know uh, Xavier, yeah. you know places like that or you know you can venture out so you know good for you for one something different and going six hours away six hours is a long drive bro so it's not like you just <laughs> going to the crib you know what i mean like like just on a weekend it's not happening that's what I was saying. And that was the biggest thing, yeah. not just going home on the weekend. Because so many people would want to do that all the time. And again, my parents didn't really know some of the things they were inspiring me to do. Mm. Like, they thought they were just, they knew they wanted me to go to school because they just wanted me to get away, mm-hmm. you know, from my neighborhood to do something a little different. Mm-hmm. But they didn't know, like, how my mind was working and the things I really seen and wanted to do mm-hmm. overall. Wow. So like, uh, so now, so how is your promotional music uh, video business going as you um, go into real estate? Is it still doing okay? So we kind of cut ties with it. Okay. Um, we kind of like, we didn't continue because, so what happened was the music, the, the business of doing music videos mm-hmm. was kind of a drag. It, it was, it was cool, quick money mm-hmm. and it was a hustle. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of over the hustle part of things. I kind of wanted to really do business. When yeah. I got introduced to the real estate idea, I, li- I was liking that idea. You know, I was liking the idea of, you know, bossing up and really doing business, you mm-hmm. know. And then I learned the term entrepreneur, yeah. you know, like the difference between hustling and being an entrepreneur. So I kind of was more attracted by that idea than just the hustle part. And well, as far as... Mm-hmm, what do you think is the difference between being a hustler and an entrepreneur? So what's funny is right now yeah. I'm realizing even though I want to be more of an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. I still can't lose the hustle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I cannot lose the hustle because when you lose the hustle, you know, you, you, it's almost like you're forgetting where you came from or you're forgetting how to, you know, the starting point of you getting to where you're at, like how yeah. it happened. Yeah. And you lose your drive a little bit. Mm. But um, I just had this idea that the difference was just kind of cleaning up and doing real business mm-hmm. and not just running, 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 you know, really having a brand and a business that people will respect and that yeah. you can present. Yeah. I started to get real into that, that idea of just, I have a business, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just, that's what, that's what he does. No, this is his business, this wow. is a business. And, you know, and then that's when everything tied in. So my, mm-hmm. my photography, my video, that's those skills just became my marketing mm-hmm. department. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is me marketing and naturally. Yeah. And then I just had to learn the other parts of it, mm-hmm. you know? So real estate got into real estate, start learning that I was new. So that was like, crazy headache in the beginning but <laughs> started making a lot of money just based off again my network and the people yeah. i knew already yeah it, it kind of naturally went over people already had a trust you know with me a, a rapport with me mm-hmm. just based on the past you know different things i would do so it wasn't really hard to get people to come on over beautiful beautiful so wow wow so like the mindset shift what you did was you wanted to be something different because it's what is it uh do have and be or the three states of like mm-hmm. uh of like consciousness so you wanted to be more and, and in order to be That's more true. you had to shift away from that old identity that you had as a hustler to being a businessman and That's you true. holding yourself in a different uh caliber of uh of execution and um you know of, of the way that you were going to be doing that business absolutely that's pretty cool man like that mindset yeah, yeah. shift that mindset shift did, yeah. like was it a conscious mindset shift like of course it was conscious but like was it just like man i'm just tired of this or like what was it that made you switch over from being a hustler to a businessman it wasn't it wasn't really a conscious thing at the time mm-hmm. i just knew and it, and it goes back to kind of what you were saying before like you know just as far as going from the the music video mm-hmm. like the shooting to the, the the real estate or even just like what was that inspiration or what made you do certain things a lot of things again it's just stuff i seen like, yeah. i'm exposed to certain things and and i and i want to do it sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard for me to go backwards like you know once your once your conscious shifts you can't really go back never like i seen it yeah i, I see what's going on and I want parts now, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't unlearn it. You yeah. Know? So it, it, it's that, it's that thing. So, and, and then traveling. So when I got to school is when I was, when I really started to pick up on the music video stuff, mm-hmm. but I immediately learned that it was a difference between what I wanted to do before. And at that moment. So that's when I started to shift over to like the real estate, mm-hmm. but at the same time as me shifting over to the real estate, like my biggest year in real estate, which was like my first and second year, mm-hmm. that's the most traveling I did in my life. I was mm. traveling. We, we were traveling all the time. Me and my fiance, like back to back, we were traveling all the time. Mm-hmm. And that was a whole new world. That was a whole, because what happened was I went away to college. Yeah. When I came back home, it was like, I don't, I don't want to be home. I don't no. want to just be here. Yeah. So we started traveling and then mm-hmm. seeing the world and again, opened my mind up and it was like, whoa, like this is, I want this to be a lifestyle. I want yeah. this to be, and, and I just had this conversation with her the other day. It was like, we were selling lifestyle by mistake years <laughs> ago. Yeah. Like when I see how people are doing it now, it was mm-hmm. like our business was booming 
but we were literally we, we weren't doing it on purpose like trying to sell it we no. were just literally traveling because that's her thing she loves to travel yeah i love to travel so we were just doing it and our bi- people were thinking like this real estate thing is crazy like you guys <laughs> are like doing amazing yeah and it was like we were doing good yeah. they were like looking at it like no nah, y'all are booming. yeah yeah <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Just our priorities and shit. yeah we, we were just that's what we decided to do with our money we weren't materialistic yeah we weren't like just buying clothes and doing all these things we were traveling yeah that's how we decided to spend our money yeah that's what we were doing so but it's funny though because that so that's where a lot of that inspiration and those shifts were coming in at so as you're as you're traveling and people are seeing you travel what were some of the things that really inspired you about traveling what inspired me about traveling what inspired me to about traveling was seeing in different places talking to people mm-hmm. you know retired people mm. people that's on these different um these different resorts and stuff like that asking mm-hmm. them what they do um and just seeing the world mm-hmm. and wanting to do it more often and once you come back it's like again you, you're not the same you yeah. come back and it's like every time every single time to this day when i come back from traveling i feel like a different person and i'm mm-hmm. inspired and i want to do things and i want to make these moves and i always want to like turn it up even more so mm-hmm. Every single time. So it, it, everything about traveling inspires me. The fact that I can, and it, and it becomes closer and closer, the idea of purchasing real estate in other places mm-hmm. and, and having different businesses in other places become more and more clear mm-hmm. every single time I travel. Are you still doing real estate? Yes, full time. Oh, cool. Congratulations. Yeah. No, and, thank you. <laughs> and, you have an, and you have another business as well, yeah? Uh, photography and Basically, I focus more on on the photo booths. Yeah, but like, yeah, the photo booth business. Tell us, tell us about the the photo booth business that you got. Okay, so with the photo booth, that just was a spinoff of the photography and video production. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the photography and video production was always my thing. So I was doing like events. So after me and my friends stopped the the music video stuff and like that type of production, mm-hmm. I still invested in the camera and I still was into it just in a different way mm-hmm. so i started to do events i was doing like uh weddings for baby showers uh different type of events i would do photography or video whatever they asked mm-hmm. and what happened was at one of the events i was taking pictures that i seen a photo booth there mm-hmm. and i was like all right that that thing's trying to take my job so this is where this is the difference between like when the bands went out of style and i just fell back i said mm-hmm. all right this is where i go with the curve yeah this is where i invest and say let me invest in the future yes and not just you know trickle on out i invested in the photo booth and it blew up wow. it was like that was the right thing to do yeah and then i had the regular photo booth so then you see those 360 spin things yeah yeah first soon as i my, my actually my fiance seen it first and she sent me a video and she said we need to get this <laughs> got it right away yeah yeah got it right away yeah. got it right away and then that blew up yeah so it was like i was like i like this now we're ahead of things like mm-hmm. you know we're ahead of it and we're staying on top of it and, and it's working and it makes sense so soon as, and then we're already in the industry so as soon as someone they see we got it and we post it mm-hmm. they're blowing us up they're like yes you got it i'm coming to you i need it yeah. and it just made sense because it's in the same industry same mm-hmm. clientele mm-hmm. so that's how that pretty much worked. Wow, you're such a sponge, bro. You're such a sponge. Yeah. Like you just pick things up like that. You know what I mean? Like whether it be like your father saying, "Hey, this is how you can make money," and then boom, you apply it. 
right? Right. Um, right. Hey, your mom says, hey, you, you could uh, wholesale, you could buy these wholesale and then sell them. You do it, boom, you just get it. You know what I mean? Like everything, it seems like over and over again, you're just a sponge, so you pay attention. And we, as you pay attention Absolutely. to these things, you're seeing like, hey, how can I fit myself into this space to get value? Yo, that is crazy. That's, That's exactly I've been a listener for a long, even older people, uh-huh. I'm a listener. And that's uh-huh. actually how my real estate career started. It's uh-huh. funny you even said that because I, I never identified that about myself, uh-huh. <laughs> but but it's very true because yeah. my real estate career was the same exact way, same exact way wow. with my mentor that I met. So, so basically, I wanted to get into real estate investing. My mm-hmm. dad was like, you know, you, you're getting them stipend checks, you, those uh, refund checks. Mm-hmm. And you could have been investing those. And I'm mm-hmm. like, investing them? Start telling me about real estate. So my mentor was is my cousin. Mm-hmm. And he's like been in real estate since the 90s. Wow. So he's, he, when I think of real estate, he is who I thought of. So I'm like, yeah. let me just call him. And, you know, I didn't, we didn't talk that often, mm-hmm. but I'm like, this is his lane. So let me call him, ask him about it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, if you want to become an investor, try becoming an agent. Cause then you can, you know, really learn more about real estate. Mm-hmm. Became an agent. Boom. <laughs> Became an agent. Start learning. Start making money. Yeah. And and then really just again sponge. And then it's funny because now the cousin I'm talking about, we talk every single day. Like that's my mentor. Yeah. So and it started from that moment of me playing for advice. Uh huh. Me listening. I was calling him every day. We share, we share information. Yeah. He called me as much as I call him. Yeah. And we're, you know, we're team. We're team. We're we're looking for flips. We're looking to do like deals together. Mm-hmm. So, Bruh. So yeah, that's that's your superpower. Literally, just listening, listening and applying is your superpower. Listening and taking action, yeah. not just applying, but like taking action. Taking action. Yo, that's that's. I, I, I must say that. Yeah. And, and and that mixed in with your hustler's mentality that you've had since you were, you know, selling waters, busting your ass to get the job done, uh, you know, kind of like not yep. not not competitive. with every job I ever had. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like yeah. it's like it's not competitive, but it's like that there's an inner drive in order to just do your best. Your absolute That's best. Very true. I'm nowhere near trying to compete. In no. other words, the, the person that was trying to compete with anybody. Yeah. You don't That's seem like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't seem like that type of like, like, D, you know, in a disc assessment, I think you'd be like a D. And quite honestly, you know, you might be like a, one of the rare S's out there as well. You know, um, mm. you, you know what I'm talking about with the disc? I don't. Oh, my bad. <laughs> um, the, with the disc assessment, it's like a, a, the different ways in, pe- uh, in which people achieve things. So with the uh, okay. with, so the D is like the guy who's determined. Um, an eye is like the guy who's just life of the party. I'm, I'm a high eye. <laughs> an S is like uh-huh. a, S is like a chameleon. Those guys that you guys are just that's just the coolest guy out there. You know the oh, the saying that uh, girls uh, girls want to or guys want to be them and girls want to screw them. That type of guy. That's an S. Mm. And then uh, the C's are the, the the nerds, like the ones who need the analytics and the data. You know what I mean? Those type yeah, of guys. Yeah. So, and I'm and for all you guys out there that if I'm messing up the disc, please forgive me. But 
as I digress, <laughs> you just don't seem like a competitive type of person. You seem like somebody that just has a, a will to achieve, which is so impressive. All these different things that just yeah. come together. So now that you can be successful, you can work uh, from home with your fiance, with your fiance and your cousin, and you're, you're like creating yeah. a life that is amazing, you know, to where you'll be able to spend as much time as you want to with your kids. That's exactly what I'm doing. That's exactly the goal. And, and it's, it's crazy that you were able to take that from what I'm talking about, like from this conversation, like you're, you're speaking about things I'm working on presently. I've been, I've been, I've been full time, like entrepreneur for months now, but Mm -hmm. it's still, it's things I'm working on presently. And that's really the vision. It's like, you know, owning my time, you Mm -hmm. know, owning my time and my peace and Mm -hmm. and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and knowing that it's possible though, like now I'm clear, like, Oh, this is, this isn't just, you know, something that's just in my head, this mm. is very possible. And it takes, you know, some, some stillness and calmness to just mm. make, you know, the right moves, you know, and doing the right things mm. and, and applying things the right way. But mm. yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Beautiful. Like the, the, the moves that you've making that you've made, I mean, ever since your, uh, you got into real estate, I mean, heck, ever since you started doing the promo, uh, promotional, like, ever since you had the production company, honestly, I mean, yep. it, it just seems like a, a constant progression to d- doing exactly that. It, yep. it, it's just very, very smart, very intentional. How old are you? 32. 32? Oh, you're so young. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Like, seriously, bro, you're young. Like, uh, shout out to Gary V. Gary V always talks about that, how we're not. Yeah, in the, he does. We're not in the league. You know what I mean? It's not like we got an yes. expiration date on entrepreneurship. Bob, exactly, Bob man. Proctor was doing it till the day that he died. Yes. Yo, literally, literally. Dog. I was like, when I when I seen that, I was like, let me can I just see him post something? <laughs> like, then he just, I was like, damn. Yo. Even it was funny you said that yeah. because when I filmed Bob Proctor's Instagram, yeah, I was like, is this really Bob Proctor? Like, I was it was kind of weird to me when I first found it. Yeah, and I probably started following him a while back, but I was hyped that I filmed it because I'm, and that's another thing I can't just take credit like this is some natural stuff that i do mm-hmm. i'm a heavy reader mm. i'm a heavy reader like heavy so that's how i know rob proctor like it's yeah. from, that was more so like from youtube but some books also but mm-hmm. i'm a heavy, reader. heavy yo, reader yo 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 you didn't say uh, you didn't tell me none of this like i guess we didn't get into that, that piece of it that's what i mean yeah that's why and that's why i had to like really i didn't want it to seem like i'm just like naturally natural. coming up with yeah. this stuff yeah no i'm a heavy reader and I, I but i never was reading in high school that's what mm-hmm. i mean like what happened was i started reading after college mm. so after college mm-hmm. probably not even i'm not even just gonna say after college probably when i was turned like 25 mm. is when i really got into reading and now i'm able to reach back at my experiences yeah. through the reading and apply everything like oh okay this is how this works this is what i can now it all makes sense. Yeah. Everything I've been through and everything I was doing, yep. I can apply it differently because mm-hmm. of my now reading. Mm. Wow. So yeah. like just you applying the knowledge from all of these books that you've read. Now, 
what type what type of books like necessarily do you like to read i mean of course not like i don't see you as a science fiction well you might be a science fiction type but i don't see you like a i'm science. actually not <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what are some of uh your favorites and what are some of the ones that are just so crucial to you being the person that you are and, and now that i'm like into this i'm realizing these the main ones, the, the life changers, mm-hmm. a lot of people's life changers. Yeah. A lot of people that's in my space now. Think and grow rich. Of course. Right. <laughs> rich dad, poor dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um the alchemist mm. was another one. Yeah. Those three were the start of my 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 shift. Yeah. Those three were the start of my shift. Yeah. Those three books and then will smith words of wisdom youtube video mm, all mm. that those right there because i never was even into like watching youtube videos like but one day like my last year of college this probably was the last month mm. some one of somebody in my school was like yo he was like bro he was like bro you gotta watch this video and it was just like a random youtube video with will mm. smith with all these clips and i watched it and then i'm like oh yeah that was cool i'm like damn this video was crazy so when he left I played this shit like a hundred more times. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is he? Yeah. And it just was like, it was just crazy how that was a big shift for me too. And it was mm-hmm. right on time because it was right before I left school. But yeah, those three books and then that video was a major shift to my diving into just that knowledge seeking journey of, mm. of much more. Mm. What are you reading but, now? Yeah. Right now, I'm, I'm I'm reading the science of money for the second time. Mm-hmm. Um, that 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 is what's my guy's name? Come on, what's my guy's name? Um, it's the science of money, science of entrepreneurship, science of it's a couple of different ones. Um, I can't think of my guy's name off the top of my head. Um, science. I can't of, think of his name, but the um, science of money. If you Del, say the name, Del, I'm gonna tell you. Alexander Delmar. No. Sorry. The science, <laughs> the science of money. Yeah, um, is a green book. Is green oh, and white. Brian Tracy, my guy. Brian yeah. Tracy. <laughs> my God, yes. He's a that he was a different. That was different for me. Like mm-hmm. within the past three years, Brian Tracy showed me something different. Just like the the facts about some certain things, like the realistic part. It was just like I like this approach. I like his style. Yeah. Of um, I'm I'm big on audio books too. Mm-hmm, so I don't mm-hmm. like listening to radio. I'm big on audio most of the day. Mm-hmm. So listening to him all day, it's just like straightforward. Yeah. Some people I know would fall asleep on Brian Tracy's <laughs> audio book. <laughs> like if I let somebody hear that, they're probably like, "What the hell are you listening?" Yeah. To? But yeah. For me, I'm catching everything. Yeah. So. The science of money for the second time, the millionaire next door. Mm. The millionaire next door was mm-hmm. a big one for me. Mm-hmm. That 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 put a lot of in perspective for me before I left my job. Mm-hmm. It helped me like tighten up and yeah. like appreciate my job. Minimalism. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm big on minimalism. Mm-hmm. I'm big on minimalism. So even that documentary, that was a pretty cool one. I feel like the documentary was cool, but it was like it didn't it didn't do enough. Yeah. for the idea of minimalism for me mm. Mm. yeah it ain't do enough it ain't do enough right you are you are a fascinating dude dog i'm i'm so like blessed to <laughs> get to be able to like get to know you man just hey bro i'm grateful to be on here bro. Yeah. I, don't get to, I don't get to talk about this stuff i don't get to, I don't get to really 
talk about these things. I've and I like that's a that's a great thing about this podcast because like for you to tell your story, it shows people like for one, you know, you got to pay attention to everything, and also number two, you know, like making sure that you seek that knowledge is so important. Yeah, seeking knowledge is so important, and what also is important is personal Absolutely. development. So right here on the Drop Your yes. Baggage podcast, we talk to people that are dope, that can bring you hope and show you a technique that can help you cope. The technique is called the mental mm-hmm. and emotional release process. Now, I got to let you know that I am okay. not a psychologist. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a social worker. I'm alternative to all those amazing professions. And yet I am quite effective. I probably would say the best at helping people shift <laughs> their mindsets. <laughs> That's right. The, um, hey. Now I'm going to go ahead and talk to the audience real quick. If you all, if anyone out there is listening to this and you are struggling with anything that has been on your heart and your mind and your soul, please go to charleswoolpark.com. If you feel as though that you're getting in your own way with procrastination or self-sabotage or anything, please go to charleswoolpark.com. Hey, look, if you feel as though there is just something that you just haven't been able to let go, just haven't been able to release that is like really haunting you, please go to charleswolfwork.com and I will take you through the mental and emotional release process. There's a form on the front, fill out the form, schedule your appointment today, and let's go ahead and help you drop your baggage too. Now today, Dante, we are going to be releasing the fear of judgment. Now, how is the fear of judgment affecting you? So even from all my experiences, it's still certain things that I haven't went full throttle with because of uh because of that fear so Mm -hmm. that's like that's a major that's a major one for me even though it doesn't seem like it like Mm -hmm. i might not make it seem like it or it's not even something i'll probably even think about often but if i dig and really think like well what's the reason it's usually that usually Mm -hmm. judgment Mm -hmm. i mean i I even sensed that when you were uh over in high school and you had your your bands um there was probably some type of fear of judgment because you didn't want to just be that guy with the bands (laughs) even though they popped off though absolutely in seconds (laughs) but yep that's true uh so um with that fear of judgment um how does this show up for you in in your life like can you like describe specifically how you kind of don't go into these pro- uh, projects or how you kind of hesitate to do things. So I could come up with a great idea. Mm-hmm. What I think is a great idea. Mm-hmm. Let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not fully go at it and fully uh, produce it and bring it to reality, mm-hmm. you know, strictly based on just how it might be judged or if it's not exactly my norm or mm-hmm. something of the sort. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's where it really shows up when it's time to produce something new and probably out of the ordinary. That's a little left field for me. Yeah. The um, you said that also it affects you with your advertising and your marketing as well. Exactly. Yeah. So that's one of the things where you can come up with a great idea, but you but you don't go all the way into it. I might not go all the way in. Like I'm, I'm sitting here saying how I don't talk about these things often, mm-hmm. and it's like it's a lot of people that could probably relate to some of the stuff that I do now I did or whatever the case may be, but people don't even know it. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, that, that's come on. That's that's yeah. Uh, I'm losing in business in, in that sense because of that. How much do you, how much, okay. On, let's, let's go with the, the two measurements. So 
how much of an impact do you think that you're not having or how many people have you not impacted due to your fear of judgment and you not taking action? Thousands. That's heavy. I would definitely say thousands. <sighs> That's heavy. All right. So with the thousands, though, then how many how much money do you think you're leaving on the table because of this fear of judgment, too? <laughs> Millions. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? <laughs> <laughs> and just, it just me under me just having an idea of the numbers, yeah. Um, just for my business, definitely minimum a million dollars, minimum. Yo, I could definitely say I'm, I'm losing or missing out on that based on just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it, it makes me sick thinking about. Yeah, it. <laughs> hurt though. It hurt. <laughs> Thank you, thankful Charles is here to save the day on that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yes that's an yes. easy easy meal right there and then you multiply yeah. that by the thousands it's like the um um so also uh all right so let's go ahead and start the process now, with this, we're going to uh, get you connected. We're going to have the mind-body connection going on right now. So as far as the mind-body connection, when you think about this fear of judgment, where do you feel it in your body? Probably in my gut. Your gut, yeah. yeah. Uh, with an intensity, uh, with, uh, with uh, a scale of 1 to 10, what is the intensity on that feeling in your gut? Not super intense. Okay. Um, and again, me saying it, I'm not in the mood right now to really like, you know, pinpoint it, but that's what I'm thinking. Well, more so is mental too. It's a lot of just in my head overthinking. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Well, let's stick with the the uh, mind body connection. So that feeling in your oh, gut, that feeling in your gut. On a scale to one to ten, how intense is it? Seven. Seven. Gotcha. Yeah. You say it's not that intense. Seven is above five. That's above. Five. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I, and I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to say. I didn't want to say five. Yeah. Too low. Uh huh. Like seven, but it ain't like a killer. Yeah. It's more so just. Yeah, because yeah. because then that's the problem because it's like I ain't trying to do that. Then I ignore it and then I move on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, this yeah. this the small things. All right, my man. Yeah. Now uh, for for you to have a profound experience, you got to do three things. Number one, you got to use your imagination. Okay. Number two, you got to follow directions just like you follow a good recipe or Google or Google Maps. Okay. And number three, you got to trust the process. Know that I'm your guide. I'll be leading you through this easily and effortlessly. And I come from a place of love and high vibrations. Good. Awesome. Um, with that, also, there's, two, uh, there's a couple more things I want to let you know. We are going to be getting rid of triggers, all right? Negative conversations in your mind, those triggers that you're having. We're going to be doing a lot of personal development in a, in a very small amount of time. For every event that you, for, that you go over or that you observe, that is a trigger that you are releasing. All right. That is a major breakthrough that you are having. So I want you to go over as many events. I want you to observe as many events as possible. And I'll be uh, directing you through that when the time is right. And also the the other thing that I wanted to let you know is that in order for you to truly have an, a prolific and profound healing is it's when you see from other people's perspective and other people's point of view. So in every single event, see from other people's point of view, other people's perspective. Okay. All right, here we go. Uh, so with that, uh, is it all right with your unconscious mind for you to release this fear of judgment today and for you to be aware of it consciously? Yes. Awesome. What is the root cause of this problem? The first event, which when disconnected, that will cause this problem to disappear. If you were to know, when was the first time that you felt the fear of judgment or when you felt judged when you were just a little kid? How old were you? Seven. 
Seven. That I can remember. Okay. Okay. And I can remember. what happened when you were seven? I got in trouble. My mom came up to the class or something. Like I cried in front of in front of my class. Mm. You you cried in front of the class and you get and, and you felt judged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got you. All right. With that, you can go ahead and close your eyes and relax and let me know when you're ready for the process to drop your baggage. Ready. All right. Keep your eyes closed. Keep my eyes closed. Yep. Keep your eyes closed. This, okay. is a guided, this is a guided meditation. So keep your eyes closed until I ask you to open them. I want you to go ahead and start using your imagination and following directions. Just imagine floating outside of your body as if though you were a spirit or energy and just see yourself right here, right now from a third person point of view. See your brown shirt and your computer to your left, your printer to your right. See the board behind you, the screen in front of you. Let me know when you can see yourself from a third person point of view. Got it. Okay. Now, as you see yourself, let's create a timeline. Now, your past can be to your left, to your right, or behind you. If you were to know, where's your past? Behind me. Where's your future? Front of me. Okay. So just imagine floating up above your timeline and float behind you into the past and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above that first event in which you felt the fear of judgment or where you felt judged and just hover above that event, seeing that event like a fly on the wall. From a third person point of view, let me know when you can see yeah. that. Let me know you can see that event. Mm-hmm. You can see yourself as a little kid in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, just imagine floating right there above that kid and just ask your unconscious mind what it needs to learn from the event. The learning of which will allow you to let go of the emotions easily and effortlessly. Your unconscious mind can preserve the learnings so that if you need them in the future, they'll be there. Just tell your unconscious mind to preserve the learnings. This is an exercise of forgiveness and acceptance. Forgiveness for yourself and others and acceptance of yourself and others. Who do you have to forgive? What do you have to accept? And as you hover above that event, seeing yourself from a third person point of view and seeing everyone else from a third point of third person point of view remember to see from everybody's perspective in that room see from your mom's perspective your teacher's perspective the classmates perspective and as you do so focus your attention upon how you're a survivor hurt people hurt people we're all doing the best that we can with the resources and consciousness that we have we can't control anyone else's actions but we can control our response we can grow stronger and wiser and learn from other people's actions and mistakes other people's actions have nothing to do with you it's only a reflection of their baggage whatever they're going through at the time. And we're better people than we were when those events occurred. You're a better person than you were when those events occurred. What is something positive and empowering you could tell yourself as that little boy and your classmates and your mom and everyone else involved in the event with the consciousness that you have today that will allow the emotions to evaporate like water on the concrete on a hot summer day. And as you preserve these learnings, the emotions are starting to dissipate more and more until they're all gone. Just let me know when they're all gone. Awesome. Now, as you hover above that event, tell me, what did you learn from the event? My reaction is the reason I even got in trouble. But also, everybody gets in trouble. (laughs) It was just my time at that point. So even though it affected me, nobody really was thinking about it probably right after. That's right. Now, tell me, what did you have to say to those other little boys and girls, your classmates? To think before you act. Mm Mm-hmm. Take your time and don't be a follower. Mm-hmm. Now, what is something that you can take from the event into the future with you to make you a better person? Don't be a follower. That's right. Even on that on that younger scale, <clears throat> following got me in trouble on that scale. Following as an adult with friends that I didn't follow could have let me down some major, some major rules. Mm-hmm. It wasn't meant for me. Mm-hmm. Very good. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline and float behind you into the past and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above the dinosaurs during the prehistoric age. Let me know when you're above the dinosaurs. I got it. Awesome. 
Now, as you're above the dinosaurs, just imagine floating deeper and deeper and deeper into space to where space in the atmosphere connects. And imagine your timeline is the size of a fingernail. Let me know when you're there. There. Also, now, just imagine floating there in space, weightless, and ask yourself, now, where are the emotions? Tell me, are they there or have they disappeared? Now. They're kind of there. You're still there? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Make sure that you, okay, go ahead and flow outside of your body above that event again. And I want you to see the classroom and everyone there. Let me know when you're there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now there's more to learn. Make sure that you, you talk to your mom as well in that event. And as you do that, just ask your unconscious mind what it needs to learn from the event. Just let me know when they're all gone. What did you have to learn this time? It's all just a moment in time. Mm. Did it matter? It didn't really matter. That's right. Now, just imagine floating up above the dinosaurs and then floating to space to where space and the atmosphere connects. Let me know when you're there. I'm there. All right. Now, just imagine floating there in space, weightless. Flow very, very high above your timeline, above each and every event in which you felt the fear of judgment from birth until now in chronological order. Don't skip one event that has a charge on it. Preserve the learnings and let go of that fear of judgment all the way back to now. And don't come back to now until that fear of judgment is all gone. Be sure to see from everybody's perspective in each and every event. And when it's all gone, you let me know. All gone. Awesome. Now, you can just imagine floating down inside of your body and open your eyes when you're ready. Welcome back. Yeah, we do. <laughs> you like that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what'd you like about it? Taking the time to just actually think about the experiences, the experiences, instead of just letting it be what it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and taking the time to think about it from outside of the like the, the usual perspective too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Seeing it and saying, "Oh, it, it wasn't that serious." <laughs> right. Was it? Wasn't that big of a deal? Yeah. yeah. Like, um, but besides that, what were some of the the main lessons that you learned? I, once my emotions got involved, I was no longer present enough mm. to solve the problem or handle or take care of it in the moment. Mm -hmm. So if I get emotional, like a blackout in a sense, mm -hmm. and I cling on to that instead of correcting it in the moment, mm -hmm. um, which causes healing in the moment at the same time, it kind of mm -hmm. like never becomes a, a real issue if it's handled in the moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's what I realized. Some things were dra dragged out when they didn't have to be. Yeah. With the moment not being that serious, that's how it is pretty much with like everything too. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it seems yep. like, you know, cause our life is only a blip in, in time, quite honestly. I mean, with the world being, exactly. <laughs> you know, so like anything that exactly. we do is only going <laughs> to like be a blip in time. And that's our whole life. So mm -hmm. imagine these, situations we're talking about mm -hmm. <laughs> i mean and that's the thing people yeah. people don't remember things from last week you know what i mean so like exactly or uh, for for you to to market something or to do some type of advertisement people aren't going to remember like they're going to scroll or you know what i mean and they're just going to forget about it you know exactly how how is your um and i, and I do so much that <laughs> people would never think that like they, they wouldn't think that i'm thinking in this way yes <laughs> People already think like I'm always trying something different. I'm always mm -hmm. doing something new. Dang, you doing that now? <laughs> like, you know, it's like already looking at it like I'm ahead of the curve. And it's like in my head, I'm like, you have no idea what I was thinking about doing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> and that's why it's weird because even 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 far as now with judgment, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm I, I handle it very well nowadays because I don't really I'm not. I'm not hung up on anything. Like what you think is what you think, right. you know, 
that's your thoughts. Mm-hmm. I know my intentions. I know my my heart. I know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, if anything, if you need some clarity on something, let mm-hmm. me know. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, I'm I'm kind of just gonna live live how I'm gonna live, and, and, and I because I know again what I mean. I know what I'm what I'm trying to put out. I know what my energy is. I know I don't mean no harm. I know I'm not you know being devious in any way. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day. What, what is it? I don't, there's no point of me trying to, you know, tiptoe around certain things. It's kind of just like, this is what it is. This is who I am. And whoever believes in it and see it my way, you know, can follow along and I can help as many people as possible. Type mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how overall, you s- that's what, that's how I see it. How do you see yourself moving differently now that you have this type of mentality? It's more so anything that I decide on. Like mm-hmm. if I say this is what I'm locked in on, mm-hmm. I see myself like just taking it to the extreme. Mm-hmm. So now for me, it's not so much about the new thing. It's more so about how do I open up what I'm doing even mm-hmm. more? How do I expand it? Mm-hmm. How do I expand what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. I'm not big on the hot new thing and stuff like that anymore. Not yeah. really. Wow. Wow. So it's yeah. just so. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, you are already a, a guy that does nothing but expand. You know what I mean? Whether it be the knowledge that you get or whether it be the businesses that you have or whether it be, you know, you growing as right. a person and as a spirit. That, that's exciting yep. for you to now take things to an even higher level because you'll be willing to take more action. Absolutely. That's, that's dope. So do you smell biscuits? No. OK. <laughs> I, I was like, what? Um, so um, I asked that to get your mind off the meditation. Can you remember a time in the past in which you used to feel that old emotion and go back and notice if you can feel it or you may find that you cannot? A moment, not really feel it, but just I remember a moment. I don't really feel it. That's good. That's exactly what it, uh, we wanted to do. We wanted to take the it's, it's kind of like a stick of dynamite and then you got a wick in it. Right. Except the stick of dynamite is the memory and the wick is the emotions. You light the emotions and the memory and you get a trigger, right? But if you don't have any emotions tied to the memory, mm. you just got the memory. It's like this, uh, the stick of dynamite without a, without a wick. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I want you to imagine going out into the future to an unspecified time in the future in which if the same thing would have happened in the past, you would have felt the fear of judgment. But it's the future now. So see if you can find that old emotion or you may find that you cannot. I'm more so now paying attention to the actual situation and not just getting my emotions caught up i'm more so listening to understand and then respond not just respond respond emotionally it's kind of like taking a deep breath or Mm -hmm. just taking a second but then getting clarity i'm big on like gaining clarity on things Mm -hmm. and not just letting things linger congratulations man you just released a bunch of fear hey man thank you yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm excited to see how everything <laughs> transpires now with you walking in this this new consciousness. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Putting out more content, not overthinking things and not being bothered yeah. by anybody's judgment. Exactly. For what? No reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, man. That's awesome. Uh, thanks, bro. Yeah, appreciate man. this man this is, this is really dope yeah thank you bro thank you so uh let's tie this up in a bow can uh, you please give us one more word of wisdom progress and every element is is progress if you think about progress it, it'll just always push you forward mm-hmm. you know rather it's day to day 
let me make progress, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's mentally, whether it's, you know, spiritually, your relationship, anything that you got going on. Mm-hmm. If you think about progress, it kind of can push you out of certain spaces that mm-hmm. you might be in mentally, like blocks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and and doing things with ease, not too much pressure on yourself, that alone will, you know, most likely probably make you feel better tomorrow. Sometimes we, we, we underestimate how getting rest, going to sleep and waking up and, and you know, we underestimate that. That can mm-hmm. change a lot. So don't get too caught up in today and the moment and what's going on right now. Just kind of mm-hmm. breathe, you know what I mean? Not, not overworking yourself or working too hard. Enjoy making progress and enjoy what they call hard work, you know, and the sweat, all the stuff that just like makes you feel or get anxiety and get overwhelmed with, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but when you get off break, you can put some music on and dance and cook and do whatever you want to do that makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. So remember how much control you have mm-hmm. and don't let life control you so much. Hey, man, I love I it. I love it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Where can people reach you, bro? So Instagram, um, underscore Dante Washington. I'm pretty much always accessible on those two platforms right there. That's what's up, man. Once again, thank you so much for coming on the show and showing up for your divine appointment, bro. I appreciate it. Oh, definitely appreciate it. The pleasure is all mine. Yeah. Anytime. Thank you. That's what's up. Uh, and thank you all out there in the audience for listening. We, I really appreciate your attention and your support. It means the world to me, and I love you guys so much. If you are here, please consider hitting the like and subscribe button. And if you're on a podcast platform, give a brother five stars and some feedback as well. Right here on the Drop Your Baggage podcast, where we talk to people that are dope, that can bring you hope and show you a technique that can help you cope. I'm your host, the self-talk engineer, Charles Wolfwork with my special guest, Dante Washington. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourself. Take care of one another. Peace.